Hello, everybody, and welcome to our show. So glad you're listening. My name is Anna. And Izzy. And you're listening to The, the Broke Philanthropist. So glad you guys are listening and that you found us somehow, but welcome. Today on our show, we're, I guess we're just basically going to introduce the show since you don't know us yet. Not yet. Not yet. So we'll go ahead and just, you know, talk about ourselves. So my name is Itzel Hernandez, but everyone knows me as Izzy because it's the coolest name ever. Um, Yay. So I graduated high school in 06. Yes, I'm old. And I went to, (laughs) exactly. I went to a fine art college. Um, After that, I took a three year hiatus. And um, now I'm going to school to become a teacher because I think I'd be the coolest teacher ever. And I really think that we need very good teachers in the school systems today. So. That's a little spiel about myself. I admire that you want to be a teacher. I could never be a teacher, but I always admire people that become teachers. I'd have, I'd still have a paddle with me. (laughs) (laughs) That's the real reason. That, exactly. No, but I I do because I, my patience is like not all there. I don't think, I don't think anyone really has the patience as teachers do because it's not just sitting down and doing Um, an activity with them because if they are curious or they have extra questions you really have to kind of just sit down and work with them and learn together because you're learning maybe there's something that they're asking you're like holy crap like I I have no answer to that question so it's okay not to know everything and I think that's why um there people teachers especially they think that they need to know everything right to to provide answers but that's not all, that's not necessarily true. So it's so. just basically it's kind of like if a kid has a question, you're like, go Google it. Yeah, <laughs> basically, I'll pop basically. out. Yeah. No, but I guess I shouldn't mm-hmm. say I don't have patience because, <laughs> uh, well, my name's Anna. I graduated like a year after you did. We're both so, old. No, you're old. No, I know. I no, we're just like we're pretty young. We're like 25, 26, somewhere around there. I don't really know. We're old. I stopped keeping track after 21. Um, kidding. <laughs> I was okay. So anyway, enough about that. But I, I also went to college because we're smart. Because you know of. that's a cool kids thing. But I am not. I didn't go to art school, which is like so. That's that's something I wish I, I can't did. talk to you anymore. <laughs> Darn it! Just I'm just gonna leave right now. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> I have custody of this microphone. Uh, that's true. <laughs> but. Yeah, so I didn't go to art school, though I really wanted to. I was, like, super into theater and stuff like that. But I ended up going to college for behavioral science, which mm. is pretty much, like, a mixture of a lot of different, like, psychology-type stuff. Mm-hmm. And when you leave, you get to become something kind of like a social worker, which was not fun for me. I did not enjoy that. Well, at least you kind of... Um got have experience in that area somewhat yeah I I do I have experience in like talking and being around people and like I guess networking like in real life not social networking but (laughs) like real like you know meeting people face to face here's my card (laughs) here's my handle my twitter handle but um yeah so anyway after I realized like that was not going to cut it for me I decided to go back to school and right now I'm in school for my master's in therapy. Which so, I think everyone needs a therapist. Everybody does their need life. a therapist. And I think we need them. Like the moment we start to realize that we can't tell like our parents everything. 
And it yeah. usually starts around like age three where you're like running around like drawing on walls and they're like, who did this? And you're like, oh, oh crap, I need a therapist right yeah, now. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I'm like, I can't stop drawing on the walls. I don't know what it is. It's this impulse to be creative. I what know. is this? But yeah, so anyway, any anyhow <laughs> i wanted any to say anywho but it came out way it's like that no, scene from mean girls where she's like girl <laughs> you know what i'm talking about no <laughs> i forgot like where that. She, she tried to say like great but then she was gonna say cool and then it came out as girl girl <laughs> mine's like <laughs> <laughs> i forgot how to speak it's like a different dialect <laughs> it's your own dialect it is our own <laughs> language on this show please learn it um, so anyway so the topics of our show today have to do with race. I think both of our topics are really relevant to race. Yes, they are. So we're going to talk about Rachel Dolezal. If that Rachel D. <laughs> Rachel D. Sure. For sure. Yeah. Um, in case you've been living under a rock for the past few weeks, Rachel, um, if you Google her, you'll see that it's a very interesting story about a woman who is white and a passed fraud. herself <laughs> off as being at first it was like african-american and now she's like just saying black but anyway and then the next thing we have is donald trump and he also talked about race so stay he's t- so anti-mexican <laughs> at this point it's but it's crazy so j- just stay tuned just and say listen. yeah just listen to us babble Hey guys, if you're still acknowledging our presence, make sure to like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram. We have two followers, so hopefully we'll have more by the end of this podcast. (laughs) Go ahead. It's both the broke philanthropists. The broke broke philanthropists. (laughs) Or, yes, the S at the end. And make sure to hashtag two girls and one podcast. Now we're going to go ahead and talk about Rachel Dolezal, who was previously president of the NAACP. Of the chapter in in Spokane. Okay. And she resigned in shame because she had posed as a black woman, even though she's biologically white. So what are your thoughts? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay. So after, I guess we've discussed this a lot, Izzy and I. I think after listening to a balanced perception of it, I I disagree with what she did because I think she really could have made the points that she, or not the points, but like her all of the work that she did in um, basically advocating for the African American community and all of that that she was doing. I think that really helped. That it really, she could have helped either way, mm-hmm. is what I'm saying. Like yeah. she could have, if she was a white woman and she was advocating for this, I think it still would have been valid. I think the fact that she made her, she passed herself off as a race that she was not. I can understand why there was outrage within that community because it was like, oh. it was it's it's offensive. It's almost mm-hmm. like I, I heard a lot of people saying it was like blackface. Like, yeah, like what they used to do, like way back in the day. A lot of people took it that way. And, and I understand. I, and I understand that, the you know, the African-American community are um, outraged because of this. But at the same time, I'm trying to be I, I always see the two sides of everything because um, thank you to my critical thinking class. 
I'm able to College. decipher a little bit more. Um, in one of the articles, it states, hold on, let me go back <laughs> to, okay. So it says, what if Dozel can identify one biologically black ancestor? Does this suddenly make her claim to blackness valid? If she cannot, does this failure render invalid her connections to blackness and all of her efforts to make the world better for African-Americans? So maybe that inspired her to become an advocate towards the African-American community. That I can sympathize. Should she have lied? No. So... Like I said, there's always two sides to everything. I'm not going to totally, fully bash on her. But, yeah, she shouldn't have a life. Yeah, I mean, I don't... I think the fact that she had black foster siblings, if that's what it was, I don't think that, yeah, that just doesn't really justify her Mm -hmm. pretending to be black. But then we also kind of talked about, like, this whole... um, perception about race so race is man-made it's not a real thing like it wasn't like we were born and we're like oh we're all different races we are all one race in case you didn't know we're all humans human (laughs) and it's not like me trying to like preach some like weird hippie philosophy or anything like that like that is a fact race came from people trying to decipher why we all have different colored skin but um we, we always, like, kind of jump on this, like, oh, why are people pretending to be Something this race when they're not that race mm-hmm. and things like that? Like, we had mentioned Eminem. Mm-hmm. Eminem was a white man. He wasn't saying he was black. He wasn't pretending to be black. He was just a, um, basically a product of his environment. surroundings, his, his environment. environment. And I feel like I... And in a way, yeah, it can, it, this goes hand in hand as well. Right. And a lot of people were mad when he first came out, like, wow, like, you know, there's this white guy trying to become, bl- trying to act black, and but, you know, he's really good at, you know, rapping and so on and so forth. And he was criticized, but I think when he actually informed people his background, his environment, they sympathize. They're like, oh, you know what? Now I get it. And now I know why the reason why he is. And um, a lot of people love him for that. So, and, but he did not, like you said, he didn't say he was black or he's trying to act black or, you know, and everyone identified him as a wigger. <laughs> so, but. Um, what is know, that? Malibu's most wanted. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, they respect him for that. And then we were talking about how Iggy, she is from Australia. Yeah. And she is doing this whole, hip, this whole hip hop thing that she has going on and. A lot of people are upset because, well, let's see. I don't know, Macklemore, I guess, won an award. I don't know if it was beat. I don't know what it was, like a hip-hop award. Okay. And a lot of people were mad because, and furious, because they think that Drake should have won that, I believe. Because, you know, hip-hop does... Was it a whole, like, Kanye West, Beyonce, Taylor Swift thing? Maybe. <laughs> Except there's no third person in that. Well, I guess you could say the audience were a little bit mad about that. Um... But like he honestly said before that, you know, there's actually there's white people that do just have discrimination against them in the music world. If they're trying to become a rapper like, or a yeah, lyricist or oppression. I mean, that's that's oppression. what the white oppression is. I feel like because there is such a thing. And I mean, there's oppression in every, every different or every, quote unquote race. Yeah. Like we all have some type of oppression and some type of discrimination that we all face. Mm-hmm. Um, there is white privilege as well. I've never heard of like minority privilege though. Like I've never heard that term. I've never heard so, of it. So, but I mean, like we hear these terms 
within society. We hear them on social media. We hear them everywhere. But um, well, there are and but my question mm-hmm. is with that, like you're a white person, but you seem to be acting like a different type of person that is doesn't really look like you. Then aren't we just enforcing a stereotype when we do that? I mean, if I see somebody and I'm like, and they're, we'll say they're just, they're white, okay? They're a white person, and I'm like, I think you're trying to act Mexican. Why are you trying to act so Mexican? I think that would just enforce some kind of stereotype if they're, you know, doing whatever they're doing. You're kind of, you're enforcing a stereotype. Like with Iggy Azalea and Eminem, mm-hmm. people just took the fact that he wore baggy clothes as like, oh, you're trying to act black. And because he raps, he was trying to act black. And he touches dick. <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, whatever he had to do. That was the but Michael yeah. Jackson thing. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but I, I just feel like you're enforcing a stereotype against your own community. Because not every black person is running around wearing baggy clothes. And no. But it does show, rapping. like, what the social economic level was. There where they were, uh, I guess, their social economic background. Right, but then in that... I'm just like and going like, too yeah. deep with this, but, no, but, but I no, think no, in no, that in that sense, like then you're just trying to say that every every black person is, acts like they're in the low social in the low income type of area, and they all act this way. I think yeah. that's that's what that's that enforces a negative stereotype yeah. that isn't necessarily true. true. No, no, there's it's not. But it gets all really political because the reason why people are deprived and oppressed in a certain situation was because they were even driven to that place. Mm-hmm. And um, they are, like I said, they are a product of their environment. Right. So, I mean, some of them, they don't really have a choice. They just, they are following an example of their parents or their mother or father or siblings. Right, so. right. And I'm not saying that they shouldn't act this no. way. I, like, I understand yeah. that whole community, like, with the incomes and the classes and all of that. But I just feel like in general like in culture and or not culture but like in the news and stuff like with mm-hmm. with this situation well with the m&m situation really yeah. you're enforcing a negative stereotype about mm-hmm. black people yeah. because you're saying this man is acting this way because he is a product of that environment and that environment acted that way yeah but they're saying you're trying to act black and they're yeah. just over generalizing the population no. yeah that's, that's not all what they don't all act that way like you right. said um, so somehow this tied into our Rachel yeah, conversation. Yeah, in a way, in a way, because it does, like I said, does go hand in hand. It, although, like I said, Eminem did not claim that he was black. Um, Rachel Dozel, I want to call her Rachel D so bad. <laughs> Rachel Zoe. Rachel Zoe. Um, I'm Rachel. Rachel. Rachel D. Um, you know, there is, like I said, there is an outrage, and what she have, what she did was wrong. She could have handled the situation a little bit better coming into the organization but she didn't um so she could have just said something else but then again then with the article that i quoted earlier Mm -hmm. there's another um thing i want to say about that so it says people allow caitlin jenner to change because she has some biological basis for believing she is female but is this all identity is are we prepared to accept the implications of this view what if Dolzell can identify one biologically black ancestor? Oh, we actually wrote that. I already said that. So, yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a really in-depth conversation as well, like another topic, because... I don't 
necessarily think that like, being transgender is the same thing as trying to change your race. I think it's identity. I think that's the only. I think they're talking about the identity part. Like they, she, she, she can identify, identify with, as a, a yeah, yeah. And I mean, she can completely identify with what she wants. But I think what people were so offended by was the fact that she said she was, mm-hmm. and she, it, she lied. I think yeah. people were offended at the fact Did that the she lie. lied. And like way back when, it was illegal for people who were black to say mm. they were white. Yeah. And I mean, so you have to think of like how within this community where there, like the oppression and all of that was very well documented in this country, mm-hmm. how people can take that and, and feel like it basically backfired on her. Yeah. Because where she was trying to say, oh, like we're all going to fight this fight and we're going to be in it together. Yeah. She could have done that as a white woman. She could have just said, spiritually, I'm black. Or another <laughs> part, I mean, like yeah. in my afterlife or my whatever, I was black. Because, you know, like, so. I, for example, like I'm in an interracial relationship. I don't think about it as an interracial relationship, but it's interracial, mm-hmm. air quotes. And um, my, my boyfriend, who's white, mm-hmm. he doesn't call himself Mexican, but he sympathizes and he understands and he does his best to learn about my culture. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, that's admirable, and the fact that she tried to do that is admirable. Mm-hmm, exactly. But I, it, he, if he went around calling himself Mexican, I'd be like, all right, we need yeah. to have a little talk. Yeah. So, um, but we both can agree that what she did was admirable, but she shouldn't have lied. So right. that's our that's our whole spiel about that. Just don't lie, kids. Just don't lie. Just be who you story. are. Don't be afraid of expressing your your culture, your heritage. Um, or embracing others. Embracing others, yeah. I mean, you can definitely do that in a very positive way. Yes. I'm trying to think of words that don't sound mean. <laughs> but, yeah, you can do that in a very positive way. You don't have to pretend. Like, you don't have to, to be an, of so that culture, culture in order yeah. to take it and say, oh, I want to help you. Yeah. I don't know. I think she really, she tried. She gets an A for effort. But I think she really just should have not lied. Yeah. So especially with like all that evidence hanging out in her photo albums and whatnot. I had such a such a sad thing. But it you know, we all learn from this. We all learn from our mistakes. Do you think Donald Trump learned from his mistake? Hmm. <laughs> I have my own opinion about that. Well, so. we'll have to talk about that then after the little <laughs> break we're gonna have. So I hope you guys are still listening and. If you are, thank you. So please stay tuned for our next section of this show. The Broke Philanthropists. Make sure to like us on Facebook and Instagram, The Broke Philanthropists. And if you're still listening and enjoying, it obviously means you love us. So we want to let you know that on our next show, our theme for the day, for the cat, for whatever, <laughs> whatever our theme have. is going to be <laughs> about the transgender community. And we're going to have a special guest that's going to come and talk to us. Definitely tune in for our next segment. It's going to be very interesting, and we'll definitely have a different perspective on the everyday life of a transgendered person. So if you have any questions that you would like for us to ask on our next show or anything you would like for us to touch on, um, please leave us a message on Facebook. So we're back. All right. So... Of course, the political campaign stuff is happening now. We have, um, well, these are like the only ones that I know, which is kind of sad because I know there's more. There's Hillary Clinton. There's Jeb Bush, which is funny because 
they both have had like histories of people that they are related to in the White House. Anyway, and then you have someone who's has like nothing to do with politics, Donald yeah. Trump. <laughs> so you know we're what we're not voting for. No, but anyway, so yeah, Donald Trump decided to run for president. Mm-hmm. So kudos for being so confident in yourself, yeah. Mr. Trump. Some, yeah, he has but, goals. Um, <laughs> he has goals. Mm-hmm. And you know, he's a very wealthy man and he's made his career with his hotel his hotel empire i can't and hotel empire yeah that's what happens when you make fun of people i know but um yeah so he's i mean he's a person that you're like yeah he's got his life pretty together but he made some questionable remarks during his speech um that i think everyone heard and if you just like google donald trump the word mexicans pops up (laughs) or mexico because basically he had some what people considered to be racial statements about Mexico. And, yeah, we're both Mexican, so we definitely have thoughts on that. Yeah. So, oh, my God. And like I always said before, I always try to have two sides to everything, and people are like, why are you trying to justify for what he said? But, you know, um, what did he – I wish we had a – can we get out um, something what he said yeah, in particular? That's, I'm okay, let's for that see. Right now. But basically, <laughs> he he went in and started talking about how Mexico was sending its people, and they were sending mm, crime, rapists, drug dealers, all that. I'm like, okay, yeah, that's um, a good generalization of <laughs> who we are. Yeah, that you know, <laughs> that I think sums it up. That runs in my blood. <laughs> so. Um, so and the thing up. is, like we were discussing earlier, that he has like no empathy, or he can't empathize um, people that come from like low, like not even like lower economic levels, or like low, lower economic, um, what do you call? Like economic people? Le- people, yeah, basically. people in general, people in general. Um, because he has no idea what they've been through. And from you know, we looked him up, and he lived pretty like a comfortable life. His dad was a real estate into real estate and then I guess that's how he was able to grow his empire um but he has no idea really for people to come from a different country it's um it takes a toll mentally and physically it really does and he doesn't understand that you know people that do come to this country they're not all criminals i mean if you're talking about the drug cartels maybe you should have like been a little bit more um how do you say say that the mexican cartels <laughs> the are cartel. terrible people a little bit more specific <laughs> specific <laughs> right. that's what i'm trying to say so this is basically what he said um quote when mexico send its, sends its people our parents <laughs> trump said during his presidential announcement they're not sending the best. They're not sending you. They're not sending people that have lots of problems, and they're bringing those problems. They're bringing drugs. They're bringing crime. They're bringing rapists, and some, I assume, are good people. But I speak to border guards, and they're telling us what we're getting. So he like, I like how he tries to make it credible by saying, I know, I know a border I know. guard, and he told me that. Just one. <laughs> Just one this, this one border guard <laughs> so, and his buddy. Yeah. That's a thing. Um, I don't... Can well, I go just, ahead. Can I just say something? Mm. I... 
I could have really completely dismissed what he said because mm-hmm. I don't really take him that seriously because I just don't think he's going to get very far. But what really kind of gets me is this one line where he's like, let me look for it. He says, the rapist and some, I assume, are good people. He, he assumes. assumes that there might be some <laughs> good may- Mexicans within the mix. Just like a low percentage. <laughs> you know, there's always, well, there's always you and I. Maybe we're the some people. Maybe. But would I? Maybe I'm a part of the crime <laughs> and the rapist. And the, maybe you oh. have drugs <laughs> Maybe in I your do bra in right my now. underwear. <laughs> <laughs> I like how we both went to that. Um, that's that's really my my big thing because he's basically saying like they're all terrible except for maybe some I think I don't know I wouldn't know I wouldn't know because I'm so filthy rich that I choose not to educate myself so um that's what really bothers me though I mean the fact that Mexico isn't sending people like Mexico's are recruiting people and like saying you gotta go now like that's not what's happening first of all so that's like a misconception And I think you said before, you don't think he really meant that Mexico is sending them. Yeah. If anything, like I said before, he should be pointing fingers at President Nieto um, to actually do something for the economy. He's, I don't know if, I mean, I've been researching a little bit here and there. I know he's, I don't know if he's still making trades with China or they're trying to do something for his people. But the law and order in Mexico has led to corruption as we all know it's been relevant for so many years but um you know what if mexico had a better economic um turnout they wouldn't have to leave they wouldn't have to work in migrant fields they wouldn't have to work here for lower wages to send money back to their families or to provide for their children so um to clarify i i just for those of you who might be wondering not every person from Mexico wakes up one day in terrible conditions and decides, hey, I'm going to go to America where I'm going to live in worse conditions. No. Like, that does not happen. That doesn't make I sense. I mean, it's not, <laughs> it's not, people know they're going to come here and are going to suffer yeah. and they're going to have to work and they're going to try to make a better life. They don't expect everything to be handed to them like a lot of people, I've heard a lot of people say. It's not, that's not how it works. And I, from experience, like, I know that's not how it works. And, yeah, you do have some bad people in the bunch, I assume. (laughs) (laughs) But the people that I've worked with, for example, are people that are in situations where they desperately need help, people that are victims of domestic violence, Mm -hmm. people that have children that are born with disabilities, people that are living in, in conditions where they don't even speak the language, they don't have the resources, but they have a sizable problem in front of them Mm -hmm. that they have to get over they have to take it and run with it and do something with it like those are the people that I work with and I can tell you like nine times out of ten these people don't want anything from the government because they're stereotyped and they're stereotyped by people that say these things exactly and talk this way that they just they're trying to drain the government of and they're and they're even giving us even more a negative connotation when he says these things because people do actually listen to what he says I mean People probably are on board for his, like, because he's worked in business and people think that he would do well for president because of then his financial should, like, background. Exactly. Something, <laughs> something else. Something else. <laughs> However, um, he doesn't necessarily, he doesn't know about what is going on and oh, what, what a lot of, like, uh, Hispanics have to go through. 
So I really don't think he should really put his two cents <laughs> into that whole statement and um, either um, try to, like I said, educate yourself a little bit more about the situation and then go ahead and feed, um, do uh, give back your feedback. But the other, other, another thing is that he, do, he doesn't base his statements out of inferences. There's no percentages. There's no numbers if it was true. Like well, out of facts and statistics? Out of fact, except, yeah. Yes, he does not. And it's just like he's just, like he said, he's assuming he, he, a bodyguard. Wow, that's an inference right there. That's border like <laughs> a bodyguard or border, <laughs> a, bodyguard. a bodyguard or border guard, you know? Like <laughs> that's, that's, um, that's, that's something reputable. That's credible, right? But yeah, it's that, not. That's so. what he's getting. He says, I speak to border and guards I, and, and it's they're like, telling us oh, what we're getting. Oh, he talked to a border guard. That means something. That is so that's, accurate. <laughs> that's I mean, okay, not to like bash on border guards. Because no, not I, at all. I do, I do know that there is a border guard in my family. Mm-hmm. Um, and yes, I am Mexican. <laughs> so, I mean, you also have to think about the mentality of some of the border guards where mm-hmm. they're always, it, they're like, police officers but they're guarding like the united states mm-hmm. borders like mm-hmm. it's a little intense and yeah you're gonna have people with these perceptions because they're in this like high risk job like mm-hmm. all the time so i mean i don't think that border guards are the best people to get this information i mean definitely from, have experience yeah it. yeah yeah but like, they they're <laughs> not somebody i mean like i said he doesn't really give out a lot of facts that are backed Which, up. That are backed up. So I mean, I, I he mean backs it's very them up, emotional. But... Very emotional. <laughs> it's obviously, and... as you can all tell, this has really affected us. <laughs> so yeah. we're like, what? Why would yeah. you say that? They are not objective, definitely. And I think so. the other thing that we talked about with this was he said they're not bringing the best and the brightest or something like that. But then I would have followed up that whole little racist sounding spiel mm-hmm. with. Um, trying to support the the people that are here that are trying to go to college yeah what about us yeah you know like the dreamers trying to support the dreamers at least it would have given him some Um, kind of of yes credibility exactly he should have said something along those lines um but like you said before about the best and the brightest um about um we should well. I don't know. I forget what we were talking about before. It was <laughs> the train offline. Went off the yeah. Rails. So yeah, if he would have supported something like that, a lot of people would have definitely um, wouldn't be so quick to ju- judge. Um, but like, if he were to, you know, say, okay, the drug dealers, you know, they're the ones that are causing this mess. But at the same time, who's demanding these drugs? America. Their supply, we demand, and so they're the ones that risk their lives to think of the drugs to give it to us or in America or whoever else. So it's like either President Nieto has to do some type of like, you know, legalization. On and certain, we should you know. really battle our substance abuse problem too. Yeah. I mean, there's so many things I feel like he could have just segued into, yeah. but he didn't because I don't think he realizes these are he issues. Does, he, well, that and like I said before, he's not educated on, that, on those terms. So he's just going off by his emotional and here's the thing every pilot every real politician that is that runs for president always tries to not offend somebody else that's how you know that they're gonna make it to like the Mm -hmm. last round because they do their best to not offend other people Mm -hmm. or other races if that's what we call them but yeah like he 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 definitely didn't did not do that and i like how he was said, I will build a great, great wall on our southern border. That just sounds 
that sounds silly. Like, why would you, you know, there, like, there is like a great, a great wall. Fence. Okay. Have you ever been to the border? Okay. So I have family that lives in Southern Texas and they're very close to Mexico. Like it's literally 15, 20 minutes drive and you can walk across the border and yes, it is legal. Mm-hmm. So we walked to this little town where there's like a lot of shopping. There's a lot of Americans that go over to this town to shop. But anyway, so we're like, when you cross the border, you see the fence and it is like, it's almost kind of like you want to slap somebody <laughs> because you're like, really? You keep arguing about this freaking fence and it that's the fence. That's the fence. It's like, it's like something you see in my backyard. It's almost like, it's, a fence. it's like when you, you have like a, and there, this is in no way like how it's representative of the two countries being divided, but it's like when you have a neighbor, right? You get, you're cool with your neighbor it's like oh you yeah. know like that's cool that you're there but, but um i'm gonna just put up this fence, fence because right. i don't i want people to know that this is my yard and that yeah exactly your yard. You know? like and then sometimes it can be offensive and i feel like that that fence looks like one of those yeah, fences that, exactly. that you put around like a big mansion exactly <laughs> it's like oh we just want to acknowledge i just want to let anyone know this is our like side. this is where this we, is we are i mean um, it's yeah. not <laughs> it's funny because um they don't, I don't think people really take that seriously. And the thing is, Hispan- when people come from this country and they see that fence, they're like, this is a joke, right? It, right. It's like, like this, this is what we were like. Uh, we that's... came from five different trains when and had a coyote, coyote or whatever to send us here, and this is what we had. You know? Yes. Like, that makes us... It's offensive. It's offensive. <laughs> it's like, damn, at least put, like, something, like... At least make it look, look scary. Like, exactly. I like, put I have some... to put, like, a... Like, do some type of, like, ninja style to get on top of it and, like, go on the other yeah. side. It's, like... It's a it's a fence, you guys. <laughs> so... It is. At least They okay. could at least put, you know, like, the Halloween, like, music soundtrack. Oh, exactly. Like, have the smoke come out. <laughs> oh, my God. That would have been uh, awesome. But... But we it's don't have not, enough money because so, no, we spent we it don't. all on the fence. And, and the war. <laughs> and yes. the war. But anywho, so yeah, Donald Trump, get your facts straight. All right. So I guess um, that's her whole insight on both Rachel D. Dozel and Donald Trump. So Donald T. Donald T. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done giving him nicknames. He doesn't deserve them. Him and his overcomb. <laughs> <laughs> I saw a meme. I don't know what it was, but uh, <laughs> can we can we really elect a president with fake hair? That's the true question. I, that here. is the truth. We'll see. Look, look. <laughs> if Donald Trump wants to see, uh, wanted to see uh, Obama's birth certificate, we should have the right to know if his <laughs> toupee is real. <laughs> so that's a uh, that's a whole other thing. I think we should start that campaign. Yep. Hashtag is it fake? Is it fake? <laughs> All right. Well, this is a good. This is a good uh, topic theme. It was a good show. way to vent to you guys. <laughs> we hope you're venting with us. Yes, and that hopefully. you'll come back again. All right. All right. Well, so, see, see you next guys. Time. The broke philanthropists. Broke philanthropists. Hashtag. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>